We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Marcus Mark's not going to take a shot. The Nets are not going to provide any opposition. And Boston comes out of here with a well-fought 109-98 victory. Over the Nets. Mike Gorman on the call. It's Christian Arkan, Megan Adelini here. Two more hours. No Kevin Durant, no Jalen Brown in this one. No problem for your Boston Celtics as they beat the Nets again. They just keep beating the Nets over and over and over again. I got to tell you, this year, Red Sox were kind of tough. Patriots, I mean, we all know about that. The Bruins have been great. I don't know if there's anything that makes me happier in sports than the Celtics just curb stomping the nets blowing doors doesn't that doesn't that just make you feel good doesn't it just warm your ninth consecutive warm your heart win. A little bit? i saw barstool had they own the like, nets right now it was the sixth win since uh Kyrie flipped the double birds at everybody <laughs> in the crowd i love that well he was that just was hangry a, right yeah i love that <laughs> i think this is the first game that we have yet with uh no drama surrounding Kyrie irving with the celtics it was actually kind of refreshing to just sit back and watch the nets get their <laughs> Yeah, Passes nobody, no one threw cool. anything at him. By the way, uh, I forgot about this. So you know at, uh, at TD Garden now, there's this little market you can go into where you show your ID and then you walk in and you just take whatever you want and you walk out. You don't pay. You don't do anything. You just you swipe your card. You show them your ID. You walk in. You grab beers or m M&M, and You grab whatever you want. Sometimes you have to talk to the guy at the gate about Lou for a while. That's true. <laughs> yeah. That guy, he knew who we were. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so you go in there. You grab all the stuff. You take it out. And as I was walking out, the guy goes, hey, hey, hey. I said, what? He goes, you got to open that. So why? He goes, well, we had problems with people throwing. <laughs> oh, they want the bottle of <gasps> caps. That's why? Yeah, that's why you have to open it. Oh, okay. Because when, yeah, because we walked out with yeah. our booze and they, they were like, hey, crack that. And I was like, yeah, of course I am. It's like, I'm going to shotgun get, it right here. And then it's going to start as soon as I walk out. <laughs> Dad's night out. No, they need to see, they need to see you open it. I because, thought it was a. I thought it was like a liability thing about giving it to underage people. Uh, no, it was, it was. They're just worried about you know someone's going to grab it and chuck it. Now, if you open the beer, especially those like bombers they sell there, they sell like those big tall you, you know can those still tall boys. Throw that. Even if it's like open, if it's full and you throw it, like, it's not. It's like you're a not grenade. really saving much, you know. <laughs> not only is whoever you're throwing it at going to get hit and it's going to hurt, this, but everyone around them is going to get covered in beer because it's flying right. around, right? This like, is what Kyrie is making you think of. Yes, yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking of. Because someone threw a bottle at him. That's why. Yeah, I know. Um, anyways, Kyrie Irving uh, had a good game, but uh, Celtics are just too much. They really are. The Celtics are just too much right now for the Brooklyn Nets. Um, Marcus Smart had a great game. Malcolm Brogdon had a great game. Uh, Peyton Pritchard, I thought, was making Hello. some shots. Your your son. Um, it's it's fun watching this Peyton team Pritchard right now. playing angry right did now. Did you see the little um, reverse that Luke Cornette put up? I did see that. Oh Luke Cornette my God. had a great first he quarter. Couldn't, yeah. He could he could not believe it. He was like trotting down the court, just grinning, trying to not smile because he was like, oh, I can't believe I just did that. I'm more shocked when he lands one of these alley oops. It looks easy. No chance to go up and go and get it. This team is so deep. And it was something that I think people were worried about over the summer because after coming out of the Golden State loss in the finals, that that bench just looked very, very shallow. And, you know, Grant Williams, I think, has turned into a great dependable 
sixth, seventh man, and people didn't know how it was going to look for Malcolm Brogdon coming in after he had been a starter everywhere else. He, on the surface, on the face of things, was very open to and saying, like, I, I'm ready for my role coming off the bench and it's worked out perfectly so far i've heard some people say you know like are they gonna get are they gonna make a move with Derek white or somebody yeah. to acquire something with so many guards uh are they gonna move off pritchard i feel like don't fix it if it's not broke you know yeah. i mean uh, it's really, not broke it's a little crowded though so what yeah. i mean if, if your issue you know when you get in when you get into the playoffs your rotation is going to shorten up so much especially if you make a deep run and I feel like at that point, you know, if you can find a spark somewhere, why are you going to send those guys out of town? Yeah, true. I mean, there's no reason to unless you think that you can bring in a more useful piece for your team. But who would that like? What kind of player would that be? I think a backup wing to maybe spell Tatum and Brown a little bit, especially when one of them's hurt like this. I don't know who it would be exactly. I mean, Terrence Ross or Reggie Bullock or somebody like that. Just some, you know, sort of jag guy who's, you know not going to cost you much and you won't have to trade much more than Peyton Pritchard for him if that's what you wanted. Sorry to say that. I know that upsets you, but you know, like that's, I feel like it's going to happen. That's sort of what I, I think, think you know? I know. I think I need to accept it. It's and not going to be Brogdon. They I just was got really here. pleased to see him uh, do really well last night. I, I'm not going to spend, you know, like 10 minutes talking about the ninth guy on the team. Like, right. I'm not going to subject you to that. Uh, if he's making a case for himself to be traded elsewhere, like I would just like to see him be a useful piece elsewhere. But I still would like to see him get minutes here and be here when they go back to the playoffs. Yeah. Um, there was this quote you mentioned, guys getting a little banged up. So Jalen Brown is out right now uh, for, I think it was two weeks about the the estimation. But Tatum, he talked about, if you're watching the game, he had a couple of his fingers taped up. And he was talking about some of the injuries that he sustained recently. And that's interesting, but it's really the second half of this little clip in postgame that made me go, ah, oh, hmm, hmm, there's something there. If you look at my hand, I got tape on my wrist, tape on my thumb. I had to tape my middle finger and, and ring finger together. Uh, I got a lot of shit going on. Uh, but, you know, uh, you know that, that, that played a part, just, you know, lingering things, and it was uncomfortable tonight. Um, but, you know, I love... I love to play too much to sit out. Uh, so, you know, yeah, I had some bad misses, but, you know, I'd rather be out there still trying to help my team win, uh, you know, than, than, than not. So, you know, it'll be all right. Uh, I did out here ball like three or four times. But, uh, you know, it's good when you could laugh it off. You know, we still won, so it made the night better. Is that is that something you have to consider about maybe taking a break for a game or two at some point if it is – bothering you that much or is it stuff that you can sort of plow through and play through? Uh, something me and Brad will fight about. Uh, so when it gets to that point, you know, maybe you'll see me sit out, maybe not. Obviously, everybody know about my wrist during uh, the finals and I talked about it after. That's good. That's and, good. That's enough. So, uh, <laughs> a lot of Jason Taylor. Gee Willicker, Jason! <laughs> He's Those got fingers a- don't look good. <laughs> so, something he and Brad are going to have to fight about. Yeah. Not something he and Joe are going to have to fight about. No, no, no. Brad now, I know Stevens. Joe still has the interim tag on. Mm-hmm. The Celtics have said they're not taking that tag off this year. I don't know if I agree with that or not. Um, still, I, I feel like you you make them work for it or whatever, and right. it's you don't know. It doesn't seem like Udoka is coming back to this team It doesn't ever. seem that way. So, yeah. 
you know, I'm kind of split on whether it makes sense to keep that interim, interim tag on him. But Joe doesn't have the authority to tell Tatum that he's out. He goes to Brad. Yeah. Did that surprise you? A little bit. Um, Surprised me a lot. I've had my moments. Because Brad, if I remember correctly, going back to the Odoka press conference that I was at, Brad was very, very strong in saying that he's not coaching this team. And he didn't want to. Mm-hmm. And that Joe is the better choice to be coaching this team. And he was his choice. And Joe is a Brad guy. But Joe's not the one making the call about whether or not he one of the one of his guys should be on the floor or not. Yeah, I mean, for an injury, it's weird to hear about the GM getting involved, I would think. But I also think that Joe Missoula probably doesn't want to keep Jason Tatum out of the game. You know, he, he just assume play him as much as he can because it's better for him when he's out there. And I feel like he's kind of played this season that way. And maybe that's what he was getting at there is that, you know, if it was up to Joe, I'd be playing 48 minutes every night and me and, Jay, me and Jalen Brown would be out there the entire game playing every game. Uh, but maybe someone like Brad Stevens is going to come and say, hey, guys, you know, we got to rest up for Hey, hey fellas, we got to uh, rest up for the for the playoffs. we got to have you guys fresh. <laughs> that sort Thanks, of thing. Um, let's take a qu- quick phone call because I think one of our friends is on the line here, Megan. Uh, Robert is in Boston. Hi, Robert. Hey, what's happening? Hey, Robert. Hey, Robert. Uh, what's up? Yeah, yeah. I was the guy that, uh, sorry, I didn't recognize you, Ted. I just recognized my, uh, Mego. And then, uh, just I, call me Ted. I hope you don't take it the wrong, hope you don't take it the wrong way about the Lou and the, and the Oh, and no, the, no, uh, no, no, no. Not, I'm just teasing. I was very, I was very offended, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are good together. No, really. I, I listen to you guys all the time, too, now that you're on. And uh, the reason why you take the, they make you open the container is the league. NBA and the NHL makes us they have the customer open the containers. That's why. It's got nothing to do, well, because someone did throw something at a Kyrie. But, I mean. Well, that may be why the league uh, instituted that rule, Robert. Thank you for the call and keep up the good work, my friend. Yes, I enjoy you, I enjoyed my experience at the market because you know why? Because it feels like you're shoplifting. <laughs> like, that's what's cool about it. You know, like, I feel like I'm in there doing something I shouldn't be doing. I feel like everything's free. <laughs> yeah. And so then I spend so much more money. When you were a kid, did you, I don't know. Did old. I shoplift? No. When, well, yes. But also when you were a kid, did were the Toys R Us toy runs, was that a thing? You know what no. I'm talking about? What is that? Okay. When I was a we kid. We had Toys R Us, but. When you were a kid, yep. Toys R Us would do this promotion every year. One kid would get a shopping cart and would get to run through the store and put as much stuff in his cart as he could in like two minutes or something stressful. like that. I wanted, I wanted that for me so badly. I signed up for it every year. I never got it. But when I go into that little market at the garden, I kind of feel like I'm right there in Toys R Us. Just beers and wine, M&M, all that stuff. I'm just throwing it in my cart. That's what it sort of feels this like. This is how for me. Dad's Night Out happened. <laughs> Dad's Night Out. Uh, Do you want to exactly grab right. Nothing's stopping you from running down the aisles of Toys R Us, at least until the cops show up. Um, well, except for the fact that Toys R Us, I think, are all closed. Oh, that's, uh, that's right. <laughs> Other than that, though, yeah. Um, Brad is Rest in Warwick. In peace, Jeffrey. Yes, indeed. Brad is in Warwick, Rhode Island. Hi, Brad. Hey, what's going on? My first time calling the afternoon show. All right. Glad to finally talk to you, Mego. Welcome. Let's go, Brad. Yeah, big fan. Finally chiming in. Listen, I don't want any trades. We don't need any trades. We finally got the, the, the chemistry of the team is such that I, I wouldn't want to mess with with uh, just the feel and the locker room, more importantly, than what's happening on the court. The key to the whole thing, if Robert Williams is healthy in June, we're good. That's what it comes down to, I think, if you look at it. Brad, I think you're right about that, but... 
you have to plan for the fact that he might not be. You have to plan for that scenario. And How about a good you way plan to plan for, for it that, that he won't be? Right. <laughs> a way to plan for that would be to maybe trade one of your many point guards for a big who can go in there and play some of those minutes. And I like Cornet. I think he's fine. But, you know, in the playoffs, don't you want something a little more? What about more... Blake Griffin? They what brought are, him in. What about Blake Griffin? <laughs> I, like, I like him, too. <laughs> you fine. hate Blake Griffin. I don't really have an opinion on Blake Griffin. I like that he dunked a couple times this year. I thought that was kind of cool. But... Aside from that, I, I like don't... what Shaq dunked when he was on the Celtics, That's too. That's true. You know who didn't dunk when he was on the Celtics? Dom- Dominique Wilkins. Dominique Wilkins came to the Celtics one year in the 90s, and he had one dunk the whole season. That's right. <laughs> they <laughs> steal a ring on his way out, huh, Dom? Last year, uh, the last year of the Garden, I think. I think it was, yes. Last year at uh, the old Boston Garden. I agree, though. The chemistry thing is real. I mean, don't don't tweak it too much. But, okay, trading Peyton Pritchard's going to ruin it? Yes! <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is! Yes, it is! Don't you touch my son or never talk to me again. Um, I'd rather trade him than Derek White because Derek White and I are fellow Colorado Buffaloes. Hey, yeah. And that hey, would be upsetting. Derek White being here. untouchable. Not so crazy now, is now it? Now it's not so crazy. You're Derek right. White looked good the other night. Um, he did. 617-779-7937 is the phone. Derek White leads the league in block shots by a guard. Did you know that? Wow. He is blocking You're shots right. all we over the place. We shouldn't move him anywhere. Six foot one, and he's blocking shots all over the place. Uh, here we go. 617-779-7937. There's your phone number. When we come back, we're going to talk about Wild Card Weekends. I love Woo! Wild Card Weekend. Even when the Patriots aren't involved. That's next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is a song from Tony Hawk. I Hell love this yeah. Pro skater. Wow, wait, a reference we all know. Hey! I think that's a first. It took like it took like two months, but I fi- we finally got one. I finally dropped a reference. Everyone understood. Wow. I'm feeling I'm feeling a little less old today. <laughs> I, just, I know because I, I like Goldfinger, but I think every time I play the song, they're like, oh yeah, that song's in Tony Hawk Pro Tony Skater. Hawk's I remember that. Yeah. Oh, God, we played that. Their soundtracks were great, though. They really were. I love three and four. Those had the best. I can't say I remember them individually. The soundtracks or the games? Both. Yeah. Those are great games. Before we get into Wild Card Weekend, Mm -hmm. because Dallas is in play, can we talk about what's happening in Dallas right now? Yes, yeah, let's Let's talk about what's happening in Dallas. So the Dallas Zoo tweeted this morning, the zoo is closed today due to a serious situation. They followed that up with, we have an ongoing situation at the zoo right now with a code blue that is a non-dangerous animal that is out of its habitat. One of our clouded leopards was not in its habitat. That's a non-dangerous animal? Non-dangerous? When the team arrived this morning and is unaccounted for at this time. Dallas Police Department is on site assisting with search efforts. Hold on. (laughs) What are are the police going to do with this? at the zoo with the leopard aside from shoot it um <laughs> nothing just shoot it. they're just gonna shoot it the zoo is closed today they're gonna like our- negotiate with like a bullhorn <laughs> come our- out <laughs> as our teams work to find and recover the animal given the nature of these up of these animals we believe the animal is still on grounds and hiding 
We will share updates and more information as soon as we can. Followed it up with, our focus right now is on locating the animal. And then they just, like 20 minutes ago, posted a photo of the leopard. Just saying, like, here's what it looks like if you see it. <laughs> how, like, how big is it? I imagine it's got to be pretty big. It's a big cat. Yeah, I mean, it is. It it's like missing like, dog posters. Like, looks, if you see, do not chase is skittish. Uh, okay, so <laughs> it continues. It weighs 25 pounds, so it's not massive. Okay, yeah, I'm sure it's but, got sharp teeth and everything. Yeah, they said we'll be sharing. This is very recent. This mm-hmm. is like 20 minutes ago. They said we'll be sharing another update later this evening. But in the meantime, for anyone in the area surrounding the zoo who may be curious or who have concerns, uh, this animal is the adult clouded leopard. It weighs 25 pounds. Um, it is bigger than a house cat. No kidding. Smaller than most bobcats. If you think you see the animals, please don't approach the animal. Yeah, you gotcha. Please take a photo and DM us. <laughs> okay. Uh, to set some minds at ease, if she has made her way off grounds, this animal is in a greater risk for pets than animals native to North Texas that roam our neighborhoods. But if you feel more comfortable bringing pets inside... Please do. I thought they said the leopard was non-dangerous wait, and hasn't saying, left the zoo grounds. Wait, does that say the pets are more dangerous to the leopard? No, the no, no. They're saying they're the saying that like the this this leopard is not more dangerous to pets than animals that already are um, why in the wild around Dallas. Right. So if you want to bring your pets in, you can, but you don't have to. Um, this the leopard has been lost. Jaguar, for, so I played a horse. Oh, okay. Thank you. It's the same thing. Uh, the leopard has been lost for like five oh, hours. Leopard, excuse me. <laughs> that's tragic. <laughs> Five hours, that's uh, a lot of hours to not know where a snow leopard is. It's a clouded it's a clouded leopard. I'm reading here that captive clouded leopards have been observed to scent mark by spraying urine and rubbing their heads on prominent objects. So, so if it's you see like a cat, cat doing that, yeah, then uh, you know Isn't that that's that probably all cats? It's all cats. Do all cats do that? Unless you uh spay or neuter. They them. pee and then then rub their head in the pee? Oh, I don't know if they rub their head in the pee. Oh no, I guess they spray urine and then rub their heads on other stuff. I guess uh, it's two different things. Okay, I thought so that was all one thing. Clouded leopards eat monkeys, small deer, wild pigs, birds and rodents, also calves, like baby cows, mm-hmm. goats and poultry. Uh, that sounds dangerous to your pets. Yeah, at if this least. thing yeah. is bringing down baby cows, I mean, your your average, you know, Pomeranian doesn't stand much of a chance. This I, is tragic. How are the Dallas Cowboys going to focus on this big game? Monday how night? can they? Yeah. There's a missing snow leopard. You're going to do like a video for the leopard before the game. <laughs> um, what's sad about this is that they're probably going to shoot. The you know what I mean? Like that's that's the tragic part of all this. Well, I'd yeah. like to think they could, you know, tranquilize it and bring it back yeah, to the zoo or whatever. Can they just dart it? Um, part of me thinks, though, and I've always believed this, that if an animal escapes from the zoo, that's it. It's free from the zoo. It's in the wild. It's that's it. You you, you don't have a jurisdiction over it. All the oxen free. I've crossed the border, and you can't get me. It doesn't want to be there, right? Like that's the whole thing. Well, you can't because once they're in the zoo, then they don't know how to be in the wild. It doesn't want to be in the zoo. If it was happy in the zoo and liked you know getting fed and all that stuff in the zoo with the humans, it would have stayed in the zoo and got fed. It would said bleep this. I'm out of here. Do you feel that way if like your dog goes missing? Um, the dog has chosen a new life. I'm not going to go try to find him. Uh, kind of, but it depends. Because like dogs get spooked by fireworks and they'll run away and you can't find them and they didn't mean no, they, to. No, they'll like... run under the bed. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Killington. My dog used to wrap his body around the toilet when it was when there was a thunderstorm. That's heartbreaking. I what know. kind of dog? It was it was a golden retriever. No, oh. I know mm. he's a good. Boy. I would hide in the closet during thunderstorms. Okay, you don't need to get that personal. Okay, it's fine. <laughs>
Thank you. Thanks for the input, though, Joe. Thank you, Joe. <laughs> anyway, uh, T's and P's to the, uh, <laughs> to the Dallas to everyone, Zoo. Everyone in the Dallas area, hopefully they find the leopard by Monday night. Yeah. And, you know, don't shoot it. Don't shoot the poor leopard. I'm looking at a picture of a clouded leopard right now, and it's adorable. Its face? Oh, just... Nah. Anyways, uh, 617-779-7937 if you spotted the snow leopard. What I want to talk about right now, though, is Wild Card Weekend because uh, that's coming up starting tomorrow. And there's a lot of there's a lot of games with really big point spreads. And that bums me out a little bit because you go into a weekend and, you know, a lot of these games, you got backup quarterbacks playing. And it's good to see the real teams. And you know that eventually the, the riffraff's going to get knocked out there. But I was kind of hoping it would be a little bit more of a... I don't know, Skylar Thompson against Josh Allen in the in the wild card with Buffalo there. Like, I, I don't feel great about watching that game. Um, you know, even even something like uh, Ravens-Bengals, that should be a great game, but you know it's not going to be. Uh, I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited for it, and I'm pumped up for wild card weekend because I always am, but I do think that the matchups this year, it's just there's a lot of... There's a lot of big point spreads. Aside from two of them, they're, they, they're totally lopsided. Mm. And the like Seahawks at Niners, it was the Geno story was fun early on in the season, yeah. but I think you can lay, lay, you, you can predict the outcome of that one pretty easily. Chargers Jags just got a little more interesting. It did. Staley, I think, is about to lose his job. What a bozo this guy is. Um, if you don't know, Mike Williams has a fractured back. And he's not going to play in the wild card matchup in Jacksonville, by the way, uh, Chargers and Jaguars. And that game that he got hurt in meant nothing. It meant nothing to the Chargers. It meant nothing to the Broncos. It meant nothing to Mike Williams. And they put all the starters out there. Staley played all the starters the entire game. And Williams goes and breaks his back. So, I mean, not that yeah, I understand the Patriots in years past put their guys out there and their starters and everything like that. The Chargers this year were hanging on by a thread at so many different points. And I think probably should have emphasized health and keeping that offense uh, somewhat healthy. You lose Mike Williams, that's a huge chunk missing out of that offense. Absolutely. He's been awesome this year. And I think the only argument you can really make for playing your starters that significantly is if you know that you have a bye. So yeah. if you're in week 17 and you have a bye and you don't want to basically have your starters sit for back-to-back weeks and be kind of cold and rusty going into the into an important game, but that's not the case here. You're mm-hmm. turning around and seeing the Jags. So I, he's he's been captain go for it like for a couple years now. And Staley. Yeah, I just don't I don't understand how it's fallen apart at the end of the season this many times when you have Justin Herbert there. Mm. And it's just a huge disappointment. Yeah, it is. It's but it does. But the game will be interesting. I think. I think it will be. It's one of the only games of the whole slate where you got two starting quarterbacks playing. Exactly. It's one of the only ones. You got Herbert and uh, and uh, Trevor Lawrence. And then it's not until Monday night, Dak Prescott and Tom Brady, that you get that again. Uh, or no, I guess Daniel Jones is a starter, but he sucks. Uh, Ravens, no. Dolphins, no. Um, and 49ers, no. So there's very few of those. I think the Giants Vikings game would probably be a good game. I'm mm-hmm. um, looking forward to that one. Cowboys Bucks. Listen, those are two teams that I feel like whoever loses that game, there's going to be some there's going to be some changes. Whoever whoever gets knocked out of that game because the Cowboys really look shaky at the end of the year and the Bucks have been shaky all year long. I mean, really, it's been a, it's been a roller coaster for that Tampa Bay team. Um a lot at stake there. That may be the most that may be the most consequential game Isn't out of it, all the games this weekend. Like, I'm not a person that that will overly gripe or complain about, you know, oh, if you win your division with a bad record, you know, you you, you don't deserve it. Like, the Tampa Bay finished 8-9. and nine. 
but it goes like next level with them specifically. They finish eight and nine, and not only do they get to host a playoff game, they get all the extra rest. They're mm-hmm. playing Monday Night Football, and that to me seems like wildly unfair to, to the rest of the teams that played so much better, especially down the stretch. Well, you say this game feels like it will have consequences for either team because their regular seasons were both such disappointments, I think. for They, they just didn't meet the standard that either one of them set going into the season. But in, unless one of them goes, one of these go really far, I feel like there's going to be changes rolling on both of them no matter what. Yeah, you're uh, you're probably right about that. I think that there's there's a lot at stake for, for all these teams and certainly the future of, uh, of some of these players too. Um, what's your favorite game out of all these? Mm, I, I mean, do I have a... I got to be honest. Like, when we were talking about this, you say you love Wild Card Weekend, and I said, I feel like Wild Card Weekend has been lopsided the last couple seasons. Like, I, I know adding in the extra game, the extra games, like the extra teams, right. I think just watered it down a little bit. And the injuries with quarterback, I'm excited, I guess, for Seahawks-Niners, just because I want to watch the Niners play, and I want to see if Brock Purdy keeps rolling. Other than that, it's like... Ravens at Bengals, that's a bummer because it's going to be Huntley. Ravens are an eight-and-a-half point Yeah, I'm surprised it's that low, And with Dolphins-Bills, like, to your point, that's going to be awful. 13-and-a-half point dogs to Dolphins. I'm curious. I'm more curious, like, what's going to happen with the Dolphins in the offseason. What's going to happen with Tua? It's been so quiet on that front, and we haven't really talked about it uh, very much. No, we haven't. Since it happened, but... I mean that there could be major overhauls again <laughs> tied to the Bucks uh, with Tom Brady maybe deciding to make a change and go to Miami and then maybe that solves at least in the short term the two issue for you. But I'm not. I Giants Vikings will probably be the most competitive game, but I'm not like super juiced up about any of these to be honest. All right. I mean, I know I, that's a, that's just my honest take. I yeah. know that's not. The Super Bills fun. the Bills playing in Wild Card Weekend I think is just interesting in general because mm-hmm. of sort of everything that happened with them and going up against the division rival and, and sort of all that. I know it's not the Dolphins at full strength or anything, um, but you're right about that Miami team. After this game, because they're going to lose, after this game, they're going to have to go into an offseason that's going to have tons of questions. I don't think anything's going to happen with the coach, um, but I do think that they have to really sort of think like, all right, we're we're hanging on by a thread here. And we put this great offense together with this great coach, and we had a quarterback who could run it. And now we got to make sure that we don't just let this whole thing go up in flames like the Rams did this year, you know? Like, because that's that's what they're close to. That's what they're close to. Because we've seen Teddy Bridgewater and uh, Skylar Thompson and other guys try to run this offense. And what do we say before all these games? Oh, how hard can it be? Just throw it to Waddle. Just throw it to Hill and let him make a play. Well, it's a lot harder than that. These guys kind of suck without Tua. Like, you know, Teddy Bridgewater was a, a, a lottery pick in his draft. Or maybe not. Maybe he was at the end of the round. Whatever he was, he was a first-round pick, and he can't run that offense at all. He's really – it's not a, It's not even close to the same as when Tua was out there. So I think that uh, – I think that the Dolphins, that's a very consequential game for them, but it's sort of inevitable. I mean, they're not they're not going to beat Buffalo in Buffalo uh, with Skylar Thompson as their quarterback. 617-779-7937. Let's go to Nick in Rhode Island. Who yeah, he's has, got uh, a problem with you. Wants to defend uh, the Giants. Go ahead, Nick. Hey, how's it going, guys? First What's time up? caller. Um, I'm a Giants fan from Rhode Island, and uh, I'm just – I'm starting to get sick of all the Daniel Jones hate. You know, I mean, if you look since – Week 13, his passer rating in QBR is near the top, if not the top in the league. And when we talk about Brady's stats this year and we talk about everybody else, 
I mean, to me, that, that's been going unnoticed. I just feel like he's getting hated on, and he's done his job. I mean, last game, two passing TDs, two rushing TDs, and like 300 yards. I mean, what else does he need to do? I'll hang up so you guys can talk. I mean, winning a playoff game would probably help. <laughs> like, what, is, what else does he have to do? He did all that against the Colts. <laughs> like, the Colts were the Colts mailed it in at that point. Um, I think that, uh, that Danny, Danny Dimes is probably better than I'm making him out to be, but he's not as good as Kirk Cousins. You know, like, they, I put Danny Dimes sort of, he's above Mac Jones, but last year I didn't think so. Yeah, but which Kirk Cousins is going to show up to this game? Because, yes, Kirk Cousins, you know, his his primetime numbers are, are been talked about ad nauseum. But Kirk Cousins, and, and I think it's part of the reason why the Vikings get labeled as such a fraudulent team, is that offense, for as good as they are and the amount of great pieces they have, they suck so bad. Bad. Yeah, all it, their wins are like one score. I games. mean, that Colts game was ridiculous. The fact that they were able to come back and do it, but you let yourself get into that position because your offense was so stagnant. And I don't and understand they have how Justin it, Jefferson. That's my point. Yeah. Is you look and like I don't know if it's you. You can say that Kirk Cousins is so much better than Daniel Jones. He might be as inconsistent as Daniel Jones. I don't think Daniel Jones sucks. I he was in a bad coaching situation, and you can look at yourselves and see how that goes. Who out of these teams do you think has the uh, longest road ahead? And I mean that in a good way. Like um, the, who's going to play the longest? Yeah, who's got the most rope to play out? I'd say Buffalo. You think Buffalo over Niners? Buffalo over the Niners, yeah, because I think that Purdy's going to maybe the lights might be a little bright for him. You know, just just thinking out loud. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the uh, Niners maybe have a better team, like an all-around team, but I don't think it's much better than Buffalo, and Buffalo's got their starting quarterback. So. And, you know, Buffalo has – they've got – that that'll be cool. Watch I think him get hopefully. Off well, because now Skyler that Thompson. now that Demar Hamlin has been released, maybe he'll be at the game. Oh yeah, that'll be call. one thing to look forward to. That'll be like an amazing moment. Yeah. Then they run it back. They run back another kickoff, and whoa, it happened again. I sort of Tony wonder about Romo, that. Tony like passes out. Like did they? I don't want to say. I don't want to get in trouble for what Tell I'm about me, to what say. Did say? Did they shoot the? No. Why? 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 <laughs> did say they? It. Did they use use they, up the juice from yes. that situation? Did the excitement too soon? peak too soon? Yes. Did the no, excitement if Demar peak too Hamlin soon? I know what you were going to say. Thank you for not saying it. If, I knew I knew I couldn't say it. If Demar Hamlin <laughs> is in the building, I mean, that's like I think that that gets the juice back up. I would think so. I think I that think gets everybody 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 gets the juice. Juice on the loose. Or as Jalen Brown would say, seven no, oos. The snow leopard is on yeah, the loose. Yeah, what is the seven oos? I don't know what's up with seven oos. Um, by the way, I thought this was interesting. For the NFC quarterbacks, Geno Smith, Daniel Jones, and Brock Purdy will be making their postseason debuts. Jalen Hurts is 0-1 in the playoffs. Dak's 1-3. Kirk Cousins is one and two, and Tom Brady's thirty-five and twelve. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. Uh, most of these guys have not done much in the playoffs at all. That's right, Tom. Yeah, that that oh, eagle. I had to look back because I I remember watching Wild Card Weekend last year, and you always see teams that have no business being there. The Patriots were obviously one of them. The other team was the Eagles. They got trounced yeah. for three and a half quarters got by Tom whacked. Brady and the Buccaneers, and you know Jalen Hurts ended up coming back in garbage time. And it's like, oh wow, look what happens when you you get a very good quarterback, a number one receiver like AJ Brown. You know, maybe the Patriots think about doing that with DeAndre Hopkins. And we talked to Dan Orlovsky about it. Look what it does for that team. You have to game plan for A.J. Brown. I think you see good things from Jalen Hurts going forward here. But this is like... Ugh. I think the Bucks could go on a run. I do. I think they could beat you Dallas. Tampa's going to go on a run. I think they could. I think they could. Jacksonville has more of a chance to go on the run than Tampa. Thank you, Joe. I, I can't shake this feeling. I feel kind of dirty for feeling this way, but... I heard Keith and Kyrie talking about it. Outside of your, your monsters in the AFC, is there another team that you feel could be at least competitive? 
and I just I look at the Jacksonville Jaguars and they've been playing really good football last I think they won six out of their last seven. I don't think they're going to go all the way to the Super Bowl, but I wouldn't be shocked if they uh, I think they're the underdog in the Chargers game if they knock those guys off and they end up having a good divisional round. I wouldn't be shocked to see the Jacksonville Jaguars make a little push here in the postseason. If the Bucks win, they have to play the Eagles, right? I think they do because they have the worst record. I think that's right, but I double check. They're eight and nine. Um, we yeah. go. We got a break, but on the other side, can we talk about uh, Mike Reese's notes? Yes, and this also is- I want to get to Dan Orlovsky's QB. Okay, too. Right. Reese, big piece. What's up, baby? We'll do all that uh, coming up. <laughs> Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. There's your phone number. Christian Arkin, Megan Ottolini here with you until six o'clock. Then we turn things over to Rich Keefe. Uh, Megan, you wanted to talk about Mike Reese here. First, and you his, want to do Orlovsky uh, in his notes? Uh, sure, we can do Orlovsky. Let's first. do Orlovsky first. Then we we'll were talking about the uh, wild card quarterbacks, and mostly in the NFC, where it's a lot of inexperienced guys, and then Tom Brady, Dan Orlovsky, our good friend, maybe our best friend, Dan, Dan Orlovsky. Orlovsky. Uh, put out a uh, rating of all the quarterbacks entering the playoffs, and it was very controversial with the uh, people down in Dallas who just had that snow leopard escape. Um, <laughs> here is who. Here is how he ranked the quarterbacks in the playoffs, all 14 of them. Number one, your first-team All-Pro, Patrick Mahomes. No uh, big argument there. Number two, Joe Burrow. Hmm. Three, Josh Allen. Hmm. Four, Jalen Hurts. Meh. Five, Justin Herbert. How do we feel about the top five? Uh, it's kind of whack. What don't you like? Uh, I, first of all, Josh Allen is too low. He, he should, should be, be above Burrow. Yeah, I trust me. Burrow I love beat Burrow. him last year. I love Burrow. Burrow is my favorite, but he mm. should be two. Okay. Burrow should be three. Herbert should be four, and Brady should be five. That's so how Hertz I would shouldn't even it. be in the top five. No, 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 no. I love Hertz. I think he's he's been incredible this season and dual threat and all of that. But I feel like Hertz should be at six, and then it continues. Who he has at six isn't even playing. So, you know, that was news that came out after this, but yes. he has Lamar at six, and then he doesn't have Brady until seven. Right. It's a bit disrespectful. It is. I'd say a little bit, but I also think based on the numbers, it's not that crazy. Uh, it Lamar gets, Jackson. Okay, it gets wackier, though. Lamar Jackson at six is funny because you're right. He's not playing, and there was never any indication that he was going to play, so I feel like Dan just kind of shoehorned him in there. Um, since it's uh, Snoop Huntley instead, you probably put him down at the bottom. Anyway. After that, Brady at seven. Seven. Danny Dimes at eight. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, number nine. Ouch. Gino at 10. Too high. Kirk Cousins, 11. And maybe you noticed I haven't <laughs> mentioned a name here, and that's Dak Prescott. He has 12th. Dak, 12th. Then right. Brock Purdy and Skylar Thompson, 13th and 14th. So, again, like going back to the Lamar debate, so I, I think this came out either Thursday or Wednesday. Uh, but there was no, nothing official when this came out, I'll say. Mm-hmm. I know this. Uh, about Tua. So he put Lamar in there, but he also put Skylar Thompson in there and nothing on Tua. That's a great point. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> right? at, at the, I know. a ton of time. I don't think he's played at all. <laughs> at, the, at the time that he... Six weeks. Yeah, that he put this out there, there was no news on either of those quarterback situations. So he assumed Skylar Thompson, you know, I, I think as most of us did, was going to play, but but also assumed Lamar Jackson was going to play. Dan yeah. <laughs> um, I think that uh, the most egregious thing here, 
the most egregious thing that he has uh, on this list is, is, sorry, caller, Daniel Jones at 8 ahead of Lawrence and, and Cousins. Geno Smith at 10 I don't have a huge problem with. Um, and then Dak at 12. I'd probably flip Jones and Dak and mm-hmm. maybe rearrange some of the guys in between a little bit. Like, I might put Cousins ahead of Geno, but I think that, you know, Jones I'd put down above, like a tick above Purdy and Thompson and Huntley if he was on the list there. Uh, but other than that, I didn't think it was that controversial. You, I didn't think it was that bad. You didn't think bad. the top seven were, I mean, taking out Lamar. Taking out Lamar, uh, I didn't really have a big problem with that. I think Burrow, mm-hmm. you put him there because he beat Allen last year. I like that Hurts is that high. He had a tremendous season. And uh, Justin Herbert should be in the top five. Tom Brady wasn't a top five uh, on this list, anyway, he's not a top five quarterback. I don't think based on his stats this year. Yeah, but it's still Brady. It is still Brady, and you do have to. And give, uh, as Brady you some illustrated uh, in the NFC, the experience going into the playoffs should be at play. Absolutely. <laughs> when you look at some of these other quarterbacks, there is no experience with the other quarterbacks, basically. And Brady's played in like fifty uh, playoff games. Uh, anyway, there's Orlovsky's QB power uh, rankings. Mike Reese's notes. So this jumped out at me. I mentioned this really quickly earlier in the show, but I, I want to get Caller's take on it because I think it, we're going to have a full the full spectrum, the full range of emotions. This was the final note from Mike Reese mm-hmm. from ESPN. He does his notes following every game and kind of in the middle of the week or at the end of the week, and they're very insightful, and I, I can you can tell he puts a lot of work into them. This was the very last note. He said, final thoughts on 2022 with an eye towards 23. Bill Belichick's intentions were true, but his decisions with the offensive staff and streamlining streamlining the offense were regrettable miscalculations. Belichick already has decisively addressed that with word the team. Oh, sorry, has already decisively addressed that with word the team is interviewing for the OC job starting next week. Put a solid OC in place. Bill O'Brien would be my number one choice, he says. Move Joe Judge back to special teams coordinator. And they're right back in the mix. This team is not far off. I'm not really aware about specifically what you're talking about. (laughs) So he's saying essentially you get an offensive coordinator like Bill O'Brien in place, move Joe Judge, Cam Accords out of special teams, move Joe Judge over there. They're right back in the mix. Um, They'll be better. They'll think, be better, I sure. think that will improve morale. Does that and I think, put them in the mix? I don't know if that's going to translate into wins. Does that know? put them in the mix with the Chiefs and the Bills, even in their own conference? No, it puts them in the or mix. Or in with their the own division? Jaguars and the teams at the bottom, I think. I mean, you know, they're already kind of in the mix there. Bottom but contenders? They're a wild card team again? Maybe a little higher than that. But yeah, no, they're wild card. Only one team's not playing on wild card weekend in each conference. So I don't think that they're close to that. Uh, I think that they're close to a more comfortable path to the playoffs. I like, if the, anything. I like the rose-colored glasses. I do. I don't think this team is close from the perspective of the dysfunction between the locker room and the coaching staff to the holes that remain on this roster. And maybe there is a plan in place that Mike Reese is very aware of, aside from the coaching issues, Mm -hmm. about how they're going to go out there and get tackles for their offensive line or about what they're going to do at the wide receiver position, especially if a locker room leader guy like Jacoby Myers walks out the door. What they're going to do with the other, you know, little bit leadership void that's going to leave, that's going to be there when Devin McCourty and Matthew Slater leave. But not far off. This team is close. This team is close to competing with the Bills and the Chiefs. Like, okay, you could say they're in the mix. Mm. Like, they're going to be in the playoffs again. Yeah, I, you could make a case to me that they're close to being back in the mix to being in the playoffs, to be playing this yeah. weekend again. But 
is that that that's all you're going to get out of this? They're a fringe playoff team right now, and they missed it. They're off the fringe, but like they were a fringe playoff team. They were competing for that last wild card. They were spot the bottom the of the fringe. Bottom of the fringe. Um, that means that they're close, like in those type of terms. Like they're close to being a playoff team, or they were this year. By the way, your quarterback is like you've driven him out of his mind, right? And also kind remember of a big thing you had to repair in the offseason. Remember what it took for them to be even become a fringe team. Tua Tagovailoa may never play football again. Like that was a huge the Dolphins lost 5 of their last 6 games because mm-hmm. they could not I mean they could not run the offense without the him. The Jets fell apart as well. Yeah, the Jets fell apart. These other teams just kind of uh, fell off the map. It's not like you showed us anything at the end of the season. You, you showed you us You kept losing games yes, and still had chances to make week, the playoffs. Yeah. Every week Devin McCourty would get up there and say, "Well, we know he had to win like, you know, the 3 of the 4 games last. Well, we know he had to win 2 of the next 3. Well, it's a it's a one week season to get into the play like the goalposts kept moving in your favor, and you still couldn't get there. They lost three of their last four. You the still playoffs couldn't started get there. two weeks earlier for them than it did for the majority of teams True. in NFL. So you know, again, I like the rose-colored glasses. I don't think I can agree. Right back in the mix, yeah, you might be a fringe playoff team again, but it's not just going to take those moves to me. Those no. two moves. There's a lot other holes that need to be addressed, and they look. They got the cap space to do it. They do. They can make things happen. It's a question of whether they're going to be proactive and they have the strategy in place to execute on all these different things. Like, do you think the Steelers are close? Um, that's I don't. a good question. I would say no. I'd say no. I don't think they're close. I think they're a, a team that's young and, and working through it. And, yeah, they won nine games this year, but I didn't think they were ever, like, close or relevant, uh, realistic Do you think they're closer team. than you? Um, no, I think the Patriots have a, well, actually maybe they are because they got some good young receivers there that they brought in. And for some reason, the Steelers always draft really well at that position. Um, I think Pickett blows though. Like Pickett really sucks. Uh, so far anyway. But they're maybe. also facing a very uh, similar situation with the Patriots. They, they have a great head coach, Yep. but the team that they have to knock off on top of the mountain and top of their division, it seems almost insurmountable when you look at what the, the Cincinnati Bengals have been doing the last two years. You're right there as far as how how, how do you bridge the gap Baltimore with too. you? And I mean, look, Baltimore's got a lot of uh, questions they have to answer, too, I mean, with their quarterback. But it's the same thing when you look at how far away the Patriots are from, from knocking off the Buffalo Bills. Well, where I guess the point here is that Reese is not saying knocking off the Buffalo Bills. He's saying they're in the mix. Yeah. Unless you're you're taking this last sentence, this team is not far off from this team is not far off from the Super Bowl, and I can't imagine he means that. No, but I mean, for all the very valid points you brought up as far as what was plaguing this team, they still won eight games. I mean, if things they they I think for all the bad things that happened to them, I think it's kind of miraculous that they ended up winning eight games that they didn't end up being. Oh, I don't know, the Denver Broncos, who had a very talented quarterback, yeah. but just an abysmal season, or they Vegas. finished so far down. I mean, I don't think if you can just address the communication issues and you get Mac happy again, I don't think it's crazy to say that this team could win one more game, if not two more games, maybe finish uh, ten and seven. Yeah, you just gotta hope that the Dolphins melt down again. <laughs> you just gotta hope that. I guess. Here's what I think they well, might be the close to. the Jets you can count on. The Jets you can count on. Unless they... Here he is, the biggest douche of the universe. I don't want Zach Wilson to leave because I, I love playing that whenever we talk about the Jets. I enjoy that too. All right, 617-779-7937. There's your phone number. We'll come back uh, right after this and reset on all the news. The press release that uh, shocked the world. We'll get to that next. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. 
Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.